This is All India Radio. Life must go on. All India Radio in collaboration with Vigyan Prasar presents science serial Life Must Go On based on understanding and managing sustainable development. Let's listen to episode number 49 titled Disaster Resilient Structures. Neeti? Yes, Papa? I saw an ad in today's paper about an expo organized by the Builders Association. Yeah, Papa. I read it in the newspaper. Mm. It is a Builders Expo which is open to the public till next week. It is timely news, darling. Shall we all visit the expo this evening? Are you interested, my dear husband? <laughs> yes, dear wife. I'm very much interested to visit it. See, we already have had a plan to construct a bungalow of our own. So, we shall go this evening. Get ready, everyone. Yay! Hooray! Oh, jolly molly. Mummy, uh, will there be a merry-go-round? And will you allow me to take a ride on the giant wheel? And Papa, if you permit, I'll invite my friend Roshan too. What's that? <laughs> hmm. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Thank Our family you. friend Mrs. Kishori will be happy to join us. Shall I invite her? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And make sure they are at the exhibition venue at 4 p.m. sharp. Okay, then. Okay. I shall prepare some tea now for everyone. Okay, yes, yes. let's just get ready. So we have reached the expo and I can see the crowded venue. <laughs> yes, you are right, Neeti. We have reached the place. And see, there's your friend Roshan already waiting for Hi, us. Hi, Roshan. Hi, Neeti. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, Uncle. Hello, Hello, hello. hello Roshan. Hello. Uh, Uncle, uh, all of you please wait here. I'll go and purchase the entry tickets. Hmm, sure, Roshan, sure. Oh, such a good boy. See? <laughs> Roshan has become very responsible after joining his engineering course. <laughs> <laughs> that is right, Preeti. <laughs> Add, see? Uh, the giant balloon at the entrance. Wow, colourful and beautiful. Uh, it is also written green building on the top. Uh, Papa, do they mean the colour of the building? <laughs> I can see that my little girl is very excited to visit the exhibition. Yeah. We shall now enter into the expo. Roshan, are you ready with the tickets? Uh, yes, uncle. Let's go. Oh, look there, there. Mrs. Kishori is already oh, oh, waiting yes, for yes. us. Hello, Kishori. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. And thank you for inviting me, Preeti. Uh, come. Let's go and visit the stalls one by one then. Yes, yes. We shall enter into the stall titled Green Building first. Yeah, let's go. Welcome everyone. Welcome sir. Welcome madam. This stall exhibits the products related to environment-friendly construction. Such building materials reduce the use of energy and these buildings are called green buildings. Green buildings? Yes. They have natural lighting and they have a natural cooling system as well. Wow. Which minimizes the use of electrical energy, sir. Very informative. Thank you so much, gentlemen. And uh, I hope my daughter's questions on green buildings have been answered now. <laughs> okay, okay. We shall move to the next stall now. It is something different from the other stalls. Yeah. See, the title is also different. Future Buildings. Uh, let's have a look now. Surely, ma'am. Please come in, everyone. Uh, here, you have now entered the future building stall. 
This stall exhibits the building structures to be constructed in the future. Hmm, future buildings. That sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean by the word uh, future? <laughs> Sir, today's world and its people are facing many natural calamities and disasters. This stall will explain the various structures like houses, malls, shopping arcades, stadiums, bridges and various buildings which are prone to disaster. Oh yes, now I understand. You mean to say resilient structures? Mm-hmm. It is quite interesting indeed to visit this stall. Um, we would like to see the designs. Uh, I don't understand your conversations. Uh, you were talking about resilient structures. What is it, Auntie? Please explain. <laughs> Nidhi, actually this is not the right time to talk about it. Um, do one thing. Can you come to my house tomorrow? Yeah, why not? Then it's fine. I shall explain it with some reference materials to you. That is a very good idea, Kishoriji. Absolutely, we will come to your house. <laughs> and see, we have reached the entertainment section. Neethi, hmm? now go with Roshan for a ride in the giant wheel. Are you both ready? Uh, yes, Papa. Ready, Uncle. And I have already purchased tickets for this ride too. Uh, come on, Neethi. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, meanwhile, Preeti, uh, let's relax here till these children finish their ride. Hmm. Uh, Sumanji, Preeti, hmm? I'm feeling hungry, Baba. Why can't we have some snacks meanwhile? Even I'm feeling very hungry, Kishoriji. That's a good idea. Let's <laughs> go and have some snacks. Please. Oh, sure, sure, Suman and Kishori. Let's go. Come, Preeti. Let's yes, go. Let's go. Hello, Kishoriji. Hello, Sumanji. Hello, Auntie. Hello, Auntie. Hello, children. How are you? Very well. Yeah. Good to see you. See, Kishoriji, as I promised, I've got the children to interact with you on the topic of resilient structures to withstand disasters. Yeah, that's a wonderful thing. I talked about it yesterday. Come, come, come. Let's go inside. Okay. Uh, okay. And then I can also take you to the gallery where you can see the evolution of shelter and the other structures from the past. Yeah. Uh, Auntie, uh, will you begin by explaining the meaning of resilient structures, please? Sure, Niti. You see, throughout the human existence, the homes have varied drastically in scope, size and design. Cobb houses originated in the 11th century. They were made up of straw and earth and they lasted for hundreds of years. You see, we have come a long way from our cave-dwelling ancestors. Wow, that's quite interesting. <laughs> uh, please take us to the gallery, no? Hmm. Uh, yeah, why not? Come along with me. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, Roshan wow. and Nidhi, this gallery is about the evolution of shelters from the past. Wow, mm. nice. You may even notice that there are future structures and those that can even withstand the natural disasters. Mm. Uh, Auntie, please explain the structures used by human beings earlier. Yeah, look at this poster, Roshan. Hmm? Uh, This uh, first poster shows us a mammoth bone dwelling. Mammoth bone dwelling? Yes, Um, mammoth bone dwelling. They are very early types of houses constructed by Paleolithic hunter-gatherers. Mammoth was a type of an enormous, ancient and of course now extinct elephant. Oh. Yeah, it stood 10 feet tall as an adult. 
Okay. A mammoth bone dwelling is typically a circular or an oval structure with walls made up of stacked large mammoth bones. Wow. Interesting, auntie. Uh, auntie, uh, what is this next poster all about? The next poster is about a high tent. High tent? Yeah. Yeah. All prehistoric humans used these animal hides for clothing and shelter. Ooh. You must be knowing about it. Yeah. The Inuits, for example, they used animal hides to make summer tents, the waterproof cloths and kayaks. Mm. Various American Indian tribes used hide in the construction of teepees and wigwams, moccasins and buckskins. Mm. Even rabbit and squirrel skins were traded and taxed in timbers of 40 hides each. Mm -hmm. The parchment and vellum were traded based on dozens of the original sheepskins from which they were prepared. Uh, auntie, hmm? even today we use animal skins to make various products, ranging from purses to book covers and whatnot. Yes, Roshan, you're absolutely right. Here, the next poster is about the mud bricks, okay. which is made up of a mixture of loam, mud, sand and water, along with binding material such as rice husks or straw. Hmm. And do you know, in warm countries with very little timber available to fuel a kiln, bricks were generally sun-dried. Okay. I know, auntie. Uh, I've seen a brick factory near my grandma's village. Uh, okay, uh, what is this next poster about? Neeti, the next poster talks about the stilt houses. Stilt, stilt houses. houses? Yes. These are houses raised on tall wooden logs called the stilts and the houses is built over these stilts. I mean to say over the surface of the soil or a body of water. Hmm. Do you get it? Hmm. These structures are primarily built as a protection against flooding. Oh, against flooding. Yes. And such structures which can withstand the natural calamities are termed as sustainable structures or for that matter your answer Neeti the resilient structure mm. okay. uh, auntie uh, we would like to know more about these structures yeah. that's nice to know Roshan you see the next poster is on a type of structure called the domus domus, domus. yes domus and these were houses occupied by the upper classes and some wealthy men in ancient Rome. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Domus comes from the word domesticus, from which we also get the word domestic. Oh. Auntie, hmm? the next one resembles today's apartment type buildings, uh, but they look like ancient structures. What are they? They are insulas, Niti. Insula? Yeah. And an insula is a kind of an apartment building of ancient Rome. Ooh. The ground level floor of the insula was used as a shop or for some business, hmm. while the living space was upstairs. Okay. okay. Uh, auntie, hmm? now the next one seems to be timber frame structures. Uh, which era do these belong to? Roshan. These timber framed structures belong to the first century. First century? Yeah, they are quite old. You know, 
Traditional timber framing is the method of creating structures using heavy squared off wooden bogs. Hmm. There are three basic types of timber frames. Hmm. Do you want to know what are these? Yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> these are the box frame, the crux frame and the aisled frame. Hmm. Okay, uh, auntie, I've noticed some old churches with curved timber frames in our very own city. They are amazing. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next one. What's it, Roshan? Yeah. Here, this structure is called a madiv. Madiv. Yeah. A madiv is a large communal house paid for and maintained by a local sheikh for uh, one by the guests or as a gathering place for weddings or funerals, etc. Hmm. These are constructed with bundled and woven reeds. In the same way, in Japan, people constructed the machia. Hmm. Machia? Yes, machia, which is used by the urban merchants and the craftsmen. Hmm, intriguing, auntie. Uh, uh, could you explain this uh, next one? Yes, I'm just liking your spirit of knowing <laughs> more and more. Yeah. <laughs> Roshan? This next poster shows a cob or a clom. Hmm. It is a natural building material made up from subsoil, water, straw and lime. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Do you know, this cob material is fireproof. Mm -hmm. It is resistant to the seismic activity too. Wow. And this material has been revived in the recent years by the natural building and sustainability movements. Mm. Auntie, hmm? uh, the next one looks like a circus tent. <laughs> uh, can you please explain it? <laughs> Neeti, the structure that you called a circus tent yeah. is actually called a yurt. A yurt. yurt. Yes, yurt. It is a portable round tent covered with skins or felt and it was used by early nomads. Hmm. These structures are made with an assembly of the bamboo sticks. Hmm. And the next one is a gothic structure. Am I correct, auntie? Absolutely right, Roshan. Auntie, I have seen this uh, beautiful structure in my school campus. Ha -ha. And the beautiful St. Xavier's Church in Goa is an example of gothic architecture oh, yeah? too. Well said, Roshan. Very well said. These structures originated in the 12th century in France. And they lasted up to the 16th century. Hmm. Do you know, Gothic architecture is most familiar to almost all of us. As this architecture belongs to many of the great cathedrals, the abbeys and the churches in the world. Hmm. Auntie, uh, the next one is a very common sight in our country. Uh, what are they? You guessed it right, Neeti. These are called the Victorian houses. These structures evolved in the 19th century during the reign of Queen Victoria. They were followed by modern prefab homes. Hmm. And these are the special dwelling structures, usually in the standard sections, that can be easily shipped and assembled. Hmm. Auntie, hmm? these domes look very attractive. Uh, will you explain? Yes, Roshan, of course. These structures are called the geodesic domes. Hmm. Actually, they are a hemispherical thin shell structure. 
okay the geodesics intersect to form triangular elements which have local triangular rigidity hmm. and based on this very idea the eps personal dome is constructed and this structure is made up of styrofoam okay mm-hmm. it is impervious to natural disasters the hurricanes and the earthquakes and the shape is naturally wind resistant okay besides these structures are eco friendly they are energy efficient and they are very easy to construct oh they are already being used in disaster relief efforts across the globe really yes roshan and such structures all together are termed as resilient structures mm. The resilient house provides an interactive guide to the climate change adaptation of the house hmm. with regards to the problems that may arise from extreme weather events. Hmm. Uh, auntie, will these be our future structures? Yes, Roshan. In all likelihood, the future will bring more intensive rainfall and strong heat waves and drought mm. so the cloud burst and the sudden thawing typically affects homeowners and the basements of houses yeah. oh you almost know that most severely as large quantities of water pool up near houses these interactive houses offer advice on how to protect your house against climate change nidhi hmm. so auntie you mean resilient structures can withstand disasters absolutely that is what i meant look in today's times we are facing natural disasters like earthquakes and tsunami <laughs> hurricanes and cyclones heavy floods which are becoming more and more adverse due to the unsustainable development models yeah if so auntie what would be the resilient structures to withstand earthquake see roshan hmm. to be earthquake proof buildings structures and their foundations need to be built to be resistant to the sideways loads okay the lighter the building is the less the loads and this is particularly so when the weight is higher up hmm. wherever possible the roof should be of a lightweight material if there are floors and walls and partitions the lighter these are the better if the sideways resistance is to be obtained from walls then these walls must go equally in both the directions okay yes They must be strong enough to take the loads Roshan hmm. and they must be tied into any framing and reinforced to take load in their weakest direction okay they must not fall apart they must remain in the place after the worst shock waves so as to retain the strength for the aftershocks hmm. you mean they should be strong enough to take the loads absolutely right mm-hmm. very well said kishori ji so informative Thanks. but also tell us something about tsunami resistant buildings yes suman ji you have raised a valid point here <laughs> how a building can resist flooding is best demonstrated by the 2004 tsunami mm. it affected parts of southeast asia and india Mm. All the fragile shacks built at ground level were simply washed away. Yeah. 
multi-storied buildings that were weakly built with no sideway resistance were badly damaged. And do you know, some of the multi-story buildings had their lower wall pushed in on one side and out on the other as the wave went through, but otherwise survived. Some buildings were pushed along where they were not fixed firmly to the ground. But well-built buildings survived in the middle of areas that were otherwise completely devastated. Mm. But auntie, hmm? how to cope with surging tides? Neeti, to avoid the wave surges, the building should be built out of the projected water path. And this may mean building it on legs with a suspended lower floor level. Oh. Yes. Even if the elevation of such a floor is modest, the forces from rushing water will be much less if the water can go under the building as well as around it. Mm. The buildings should be on a narrow front with gaps between them and preferably not at right angles to the beach. Mm. Uh, auntie, hmm? how about buildings which have to overcome heavy winds due to hurricanes and cyclones? Yes. I will tell you for sure, Roshan. Yeah. Look, when a building stands in the path of the wind, hmm. the windward wall tends to block the air. And the air pressure here gets increased. Yeah. So this force can cave in walls. It can smash doors or columns or bracing systems. It can push buildings completely over. Hmm. And a hurricane cannot be relied on to attack a building from only one direction, Roshan. Hmm. As it passes over, the wind can come from every direction. That seems very dangerous, Kishoriji. But how to overcome this? The foundations have to be big enough to resist uplift and sideways load, Sumanji. You know, this helps to reduce some of the loads if there is some sort of venting for internal pressure, which can be caused by failures of windows and doors on the windward side. A length of ridge vent away from the building ends always has suction on the outside. Mm -hmm. So it can help reduce the unwanted pressure. But remember that any internal suction has to be added to the external pressure on the windward phase. Mm. Suction loads generally are less than the pressure loads. Okay. But most components of buildings are stronger at resisting pressure than at resisting suction. You see, the tiles can easily be blown upwards, which is much more difficult to blow them down through the roof. We have to take care on suction loads. Mm. That's right, Kishoriji. And do you know, according to the government of India, at least 38 cities lie in the high-risk seismic zones. And almost 60% of the landmass of the subcontinent is immensely vulnerable to earthquakes or other natural disasters. True. The fact that a large section of the population is poor and lives in houses and cities that are hastily built and are not earthquake resistant raises the risk of human impact in case of any disaster. Mm. Also, the lack of government's preparedness to deal with such situations may add to the woes. 
absolutely right suman ji mm. and according to a report not only india but 80% of the major south asian cities are exposed to floods with about 45% falling in flood prone areas and about 14% of the cities in extremely flood prone areas oh yes This also suggests that as much as half of all future urban expansion could be in flood prone areas. Oh, Other hey. than this, cities in Afghanistan, Nepal, Pakistan and northern India that lie along the Himalayan range, they are all at the risk of earthquakes. Many cities in northern India and Pakistan are also at the risk of heavy inland flooding hmm. this underlines the need for anticipatory planning and steps to mitigate risk um if so then what would be the mitigation strategies niti the first step of course in developing a resilient strategy is to identify the risks at the national and city level it is also important to identify the vulnerabilities of communities and potential exposure to disasters urban risk assessments aim to identify the critical infrastructure and develop early warning systems mitigating risks calls for developing both the structural and non-structural measures while structural measures include dams wave barriers and retrofitting of buildings the non-structural measures comprise of policies and laws practices agreements such as the building codes the land use planning public awareness and information kishori ji these strategies seem to be so well guided absolutely do you know homes now are built to meet all environmentally sound criteria to reduce carbon emissions too yes governments have to reduce excise duty or give incentives at least for low emission cars and low energy houses to promote them you are right suman ji hmm the new houses from being made from now onwards should focus on minimizing the carbon emission exactly it should be done by ramping up of the thermal performance of homes now mm. finally i have a clear idea on various resilient structures thank you so much aunty my <laughs> pleasure neeti thank you aunty for your valuable information on resilient structures aunty we are happy that we cherish some knowledge on sustainable homes uh, aunty we shall go home now Uh, come on Nidhi okay. let's go i hope you have enjoyed today's session let's go papa yes yes kishori ji thank you so much for so wonderful information that you gave <laughs> let's go home kids okay bye thank you so much thanks auntie bye bye, bye. 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 kishori ji bye 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 life must go on you were listening to the 49th episode of this science serial produced by all india radio in collaboration with vigyan prasad titled disaster resilient structures coordinators were dr chandra mohan and dr b k tyagi research and script g arul the episode was directed by sudarshan kumar presented by dilip jha Recording and mixing Sharad Sharma and the participating artists were 
वैभव श्रीवास्तव नैना सागर वसुंधरा बोस रक्षित थापलियाल प्रांशु एंड ममता मलकानी हे लिस्नर्स प्लीज स्टे विद Here are two questions for you. The lucky winner will get attractive prize from Vigyan Prasad. The first question is what is meant by resilient structures? And the second question is what percent of the landmass of the Indian subcontinent is immensely vulnerable to earthquakes or other natural disasters? You can send in your answers by simple post. Our address is Science Serial Life Must Go On, All India Radio, Room Number Six One Five, New Broadcasting House, Sunset Mark, New Delhi One One Zero 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 One. You can also write on our email ID. That's radio at the rate vigyanprasad dot gov dot in. Please do write or mail us along with your full name, age, and profession. If associated with any science club, then do let us know the membership of your club. If you have any query or question, don't hesitate to write into us. We will be back again with the next episode of this science serial. Life must go on. Same day. Same time next week. Till then, 